on the subject of saving money and all sorts of wonderful, I've got Kathleen Causley. Have I got that right? Catherine, almost. Catherine, sorry, <laughs> I keep getting your name wrong. Let me just adjust your microphone. Kath, Kath, Catherine. Catherine Causley, Climate Change Officer for East Devon District Council. Morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for having me here. Right, now, you've had a look around our centre. Fabulous, yeah. Um, are you happy with the changes we've made? Oh, I think you've done some amazing stuff. I mean, the savings that you've been telling me about, I mean, it really goes to show when you start to look at these things how you can uh, make some real savings um, and as this new technology is coming along how this is helping us to uh, you know save energy and and save costs as well which right. is great yeah. news i think it's the most important thing now with the electricity prices going up through the roof gas prices going up through the roof um, and especially a building this size yeah. And it's not just this building, it's other people's, it, you know, other people can say, well, I've got a tiny little house, but my gas is costing me £1,800 a year and it's going to go up even more. So they can make the same changes that we've done and make money at the end of the day. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the price rises uh, for a lot of people. It's, it's, it's already risen and we're going to have another rise in October. And we're getting a lot of calls um, at East Devon District Council about this. And uh, we do have our household support fund. So, you know, if, if you think, you know, if you're struggling a bit, please get in touch with us through our customer services number. There is help available. They'll also be able to tell you about any other grants and, and services that are available. Um, and in East Devon, we're really lucky. We've got something called Exeter Community Energy. It's not just for Exeter, it's for the whole of East Devon. Um, and they can um, help give you help and advice on how to reduce your bills. Um, they've got things like um, if they come and do visits, they can help you with uh, debt advice, but also things like um, light bulbs and insulation measures. And they know of all the grant funding that's out there. Um, and they can help you if you're eligible for any of it, make sure you, you access it. And we've got the new Cozy Homes scheme yeah. that's come along. So this yeah, is Cozy for, Homes, I've heard of that one. Yeah, so this is for um, homeowners um, and those in rented accommodation where you can get uh, yeah, there's certain um, eligibility requirements in terms of income. But if you're less than £30,000 a year as a household income, you can apply for some uh, funding for some energy efficiency measures. And, you know, again, speak to our customer services team at East Devon District Council or Extra Community Energy, oh, and they'll be able to help you uh, access uh, all those. Right, OK. So I want to make some notes so when then... We can feed those back in. Brilliant. Right. Okie dokie. So, as you've seen what we've done here in the centre, I think one of the things that we did to reduce some money and to reduce the climate hit was to turn the temperatures down. There's a lady, which I meet every morning, and I was saying, you know, it's, how are you doing? She said, oh, I'm cold. But I said, I've got my temperature set on 24 degrees in her house. And... That's going to cost her an absolute fortune. I mean, it's 24 degrees. I mean, what, would, what is the uh, government recommended that you should have your house set to? Oh, so I think it's it's um, 18 to 21 in kind of what I call sitting areas. Yeah. So near 18, ideally. And you can have bedrooms a little bit colder. But obviously, if you've got some health issues or maybe you're a bit older or you're very immobile, then actually you do need it a bit warmer. Martin Lewis did some, uh, you know, has been doing some great stuff around, uh, you know, the consumer champion around around this sort of thing. And he's always said, you know, heat the person, not the room. And, and my advice is 
if actually your heating costs are, are you know, uh, are large and you're struggling, heat one room. You know, maybe turn off radiators and rooms that you're not using as much. Um, we always do it where we come in, we take our school coats off and I've done the, uh, come home with the children and we've got like a little, um, a body warmer that we yeah. put on. We've got our nice slippers in the winter, you know, and we do that and I find that that kind of makes a difference. Um, so we tend to, you know, um, heat the person not the whole house. And if there is sort of one or two rooms that you use predominantly, maybe think about focusing on keeping those warm. The other thing that, um, you know, is it's draft proofing is the biggest, one of the biggest things you can do, which will increase the comfort level of your home. So whether that's an old school draft excluder, you know, which you can buy or you can make with either rice or old textiles and a, an old pair of socks, a matter of push, you know, you could use that. Whether it's uh, making sure you've got thick, heavy curtains and you know, you're closing the curtains as it's starting to get dark and you're losing heat. Um, you know, these are some things that you can do um, um, and, you know, loft insulation as well. It, there's, there's grants to help with loss insulation, isn't there? There can be. And this is where I'd suggest talking to um, either Exeter Community Energy or our customer services team at East Devon District Council. Um, and the recommended is is of the fluffy type of, of insulation is 200 millimetres. Um, and unless you're in a quite a modern new house, not many of us have got that. I don't think I've got that in my roof. Um, so it's worth having a look. And loft insulation is one of the sort of the biggest bangs for your buck you can do yeah, i've seen when you're out walking when it's snow yeah. you can see the ones with proper insulation because there's snow everywhere and yeah. then you know, all of a sudden you'll see a house with nothing and you yes. think they're just wasting heat yeah. we've got about a minute to go before the news kicks in um did you, you've seen our orchard at the back one of the things that we've done is um we've planted about 12 to 14 apple trees and the children come up from the school and have planted um, fruit bushes all the way along the top of just inside the boundary. Um, we're very closely um, aligned with the schools. They come up here once a year and they'll help out and, and uh, plant things. And I think that's one of the biggest things. You know, everyone used to have my grandparents used to have a garden where they always used to grow food. Yes. You don't need much of a plot to grow some yeah. food and it tastes absolutely amazing absolutely absolutely right, right. i've been I've, I've been educated it's catherine i keep calling her catherine everyone's getting your name wrong you were saying yes <laughs> normally it's caroline though so you know right that's all right we've got the mic adjusted now right Catherine is the Climate Change Officer for East Devon District Council. We've got some good news. What's happening this month? We've got East Devon Together Month. Yes. So um, in East Devon, we've got some of the most amazing community groups that are out there in all weathers. They are litter picking. They are leading nature walks. They're running repair cafes. They are helping and supporting the community and through, you know, community up action. You know, they are the people that are doing things, um, you know, in their own time with often limited support and financial um, assistance. Um, and we really wanted um, a chance to say thank you to those volunteers. Oh, um, Fantastic so, stuff. For example, so I'm, I'm from Exmouth, so, uh, so bear with me. Uh, but for example, um, my, my friends down at um, uh, Plastic Free Exmouth have, since the start of the year, collected 350 kilograms of rubbish off Exmouth Beach. Um, so in Sidmouth, obviously, you've got Sidmouth Plastic Warriors. Yeah, we dealt with the wonderful Devon um, Dawn uh, Bickley. 
Denise Bickley. Bickley, yes, I should. Yeah, councillor Denise Bickley is yeah, doing fantastic right. things. Um, but, you know, so 350 kilograms, just for reference, is three big rugby players. So they every every Sunday morning at half past eight, they're out there picking up litter, no matter what weather. They very rarely cancel it. They just put on their big coats. Yeah, it's, it's important, I think. And I think we need to educate um, people picking up taking the rubbish back with them is one thing you take it to the beach you know then you use it you take it away again yeah. the, you know you see a lot of uh, i was completely surprised i stereotyped you know it's this thing i stereotyped something in my head and i thought here we go there was a gang of youths came down to the beach all carrying um trays of, of cans of beer yeah and i thought that's going to be there and after they'd had their party and they'd had their barbecue, yeah. they literally picked everything up, took it to the bins and put it away. And I was completely and utterly shocked. Yeah. Right. We, we've got this thing about, oh, gang of use, they're just going to leave it. And it's not. It's more likely to be, um, <clears throat> dare I say, some of our, our more senior citizens or oh, somebody gets paid for picking that up. No, it's your responsibility. Do you know? I don't know who does it. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, I've, I've seen. I've heard the things. Oh, it's all the kids, and I've absolutely seen the kids pick up and leave after them. Um, but then, I, yeah, I've seen the families there that are, you know they've got you know, anxious and you know tired and whingy children, and and have you know maybe accidentally left something behind. I I don't know who is because this is not the sort of thing that if you say to people. Have you ever left rubbish on the beach? They're going to go, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. I regularly go down there and leave it. So I, I don't know what the answer is. Some of it, I think, maybe is wind blown out of the bins and maybe the seagulls are getting in there and pulling it out. But I know that, you know, our amazing street team um, at East Devon District Council, they're down there. You know, you see them at nine o'clock at night emptying the bins when yeah, it's busy. No. They're, they're constantly going round backwards and forwards doing loads of, of pickups of the bins so they're no, really i totally on. agree with you i think your team um i see them on a sunday morning in the buys yeah. changing the bins over yeah. changing the dog bins over yeah. it's just something we all need to be responsible for yeah. just saying well i pay my council tax therefore they can pick up the rubbish is the wrong attitude um i don't like walking in rubbish no. and and sometimes you know i think we all pick up the odd bit of rubbish and put Absolutely. it in the bins um, so well done on that, uh, especially because down here, Denise Bickley and her team picking yep. up the rubbish from the seafront. I mean, in Sidmouth, you're really lucky. So, you know, you've got so much going on for this East Devon Together Month in Sidmouth. So, um, you know, you've got your repair cafe. So yep. that's amazing. It's been running for three or four years yep. now. Yep. Uh, you know, Salvation Army, Angie, Angie Carney, they'll be doing great stuff. So they're they're. Their repair cafe is Saturday the 25th of June from 10 o'clock and that's at your um, youth centre on Manstone Lane. And there they fix a huge variety of things and they do it all for a donation. You know, and of course, repair cafes are, are about more than just fixing things. They're about building community. They're about keeping people who have skills, who are maybe older, engaged, keeping their minds and their hands, you know, busy and, and building that sense of community. We've got, uh, you've got, guided tree walks that go on i went on one last year with um, ed and diana amazing honestly doubled my knowledge of trees uh, i didn't know a huge amount to start with i now know a huge amount more such a fascinating talk and they're on friday the 10th the 17th and the 24th of june and they start at half past 10 outside sidmouth museum and there is a small charge 250 a person but absolute bargain um, and you book through their website we've got um 
Sidmouth Plastic Warriors, the, the fabulous Denise, yeah. uh, they're doing their uh, beach clean on Sunday the 12th of June and they're meeting at uh, 10 a.m. Um, opposite the cricket ground on the Esplanade um, and you can go to Sidmouth Plastic Warriors for, for more information. Um, and then we've got a whole load of things actually. So there's some big national events going on at the same time we've got the 30 days wild program by the the wildlife trust sorry so that again you've got the what the 30 day 30 days wild this is a brilliant one if you've got kids so it's all about connecting back to nature so there's little challenges each day and so it might be you know go and see how many types of yellow flowers you can find or how many birds you see or let's go on a bug hunt and it's got little challenges and things like this and it, it my children do it each year and yeah. we've really enjoyed it actually and they send you a little pack of wildflower seeds which we we sow in a little pot and the children love watching that come did up you, did you notice so i put my mic did you notice when you came down here that our triangle out there is hasn't been cut yeah what we've decided like us at the center we have to keep the grass cut because kids and stuff go out there all the time however we wanted um just a small plot where we leave it until mid-july and it, the number of bees that you yeah. get in there and yeah. the amount of wildlife yeah. you don't need to make a big plot no. just let something let it go wild and you'd be surprised the diversity of the wildlife you get Absolutely. so we've got just a small plot by our, our car chargers um and yeah, we'll cut it back probably in the middle of July, but by then it will have gone to seed and we need to get the seeds out. Absolutely. And, and you'll find you don't even to, to do these wildlife areas, you don't need to uh, sow special seeds or, or do anything. The seeds are there in the soil. The grass outcompetes it. So if you just let it go, you know, um, we've just had no mow May. We do that every year. Our front lawn is a riot. And I've got, I put a little bird bath out. And the birds, every morning, they go mad. You go out there and they're splashing all over the shop. And then you can see them hopping, looking for worms and stuff in the long grass. It's, it's really, really very lovely. And um, at Street Scene, um, at East 7 District Council, we've got a massive programme of um, nature recovery where we are leaving certain areas um long to allow uh to allow uh the pollinators the, the plants to come through um we do have a bit of a, a problem because of course one person's wildflowers another person's weed you know and, uh, yeah. and they're, 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 yeah we've we've got the same problem yeah yes some of your seeds got into my garden yeah. it's like uh maybe it was the birds yeah. you know yeah and we've got i think i would say there's two types of people in the world there's the kind of uh, leave it long let it grow and then there's the tidy nature people um and of course as a council we have to try and please everyone which you know is impossible um but we we do have this very sort of uh this growing program of of nature recovery and and it will grow and develop and evolve as time goes on but it's it's definitely um something that we're really con we're really taking seriously no, I'm, I'm, i hope so too it's so nice when you when you see the um, the birds the bees and everything around being in nature yeah uh, we're going to talk about plastic free month after this track all right with you fantastic simon me and you leo down by the schoolyard i've got Catherine collis in the studio climate change officer for east devon district council uh let's talk about i said month but i meant weekly plastic free week what's happening Catherine? what's happening with plastic free week so Everyone's concerned about plastic, aren't we? I mean, it, it's everywhere. You can't get away from it. And we know plastic is part of our lives. It's part of our food uh, processing. It, it's, it's here to stay. But 
there are things we can do to reduce it. So we're running this plastic-free week where uh, it's all over our Facebook and our social media for East Devon District Council, where we're sharing some little tips and some things that you can do um, just to kind of reduce your shopping, your uh, your plastic use. So we are encouraging our residents to make just one swap. So this might be when you go to the big supermarket, instead of buying your apples in a bag, buy them loose. Uh, it could be... Um, uh, limiting. Oh, you've put me on the spot now, and it's completely slipped my mind. So one of one of our easy swaps that you could make is when you buy your condiments, so your mayonnaise, your ketchup, and and that sort of thing, buy it in a glass jar rather than a rather than a plastic one. Yeah, there's there's too much emphasis on instant squeezy, get rid of it and throw yeah. it away. And some people who may have some mobility issues or some disabilities, you know, absolutely. Some of these things can be a lifesaver. You know, your pre-prepared veg and your bags and things like that. But for the majority of us, the, there are some other ways. So we're saying maybe go and see if you've got a refill shop locally. Yeah, you know, our, our refill shop is closing down in Sidmouth, which is a real pain because that was doing really well. But yeah. what with COVID and various yeah. other bits and pieces and yeah. rents, and it's yeah. just not worked for them. And, uh, you know, but there are options in the supermarket. There are absolutely options in the supermarket. And, and we tend, we are creatures of habit, aren't we? We tend to buy the same things every week from the same place. You know, maybe go and have a look at what your green, local greengrocer's got or your local butcher. You know, maybe a veg box is for you and you can do something like that. It all depends on your budget and, you know, uh, on what you have to spend. But we've got some good ideas. And that could be little things such as, you know, refusing to have like sachets. You know, and instead, wouldn't it be great if everyone went back to using a bottle instead, you know, like for ketchup or stuff yeah. when you're out, you know, and you're getting a portion of chips or something. Um, it's, you know, remembering to take your uh, your shopping bags with you or, uh, you know, when you're if you if you're one of these people who likes to walk, have a nice walk on a weekend and have a coffee, uh, take a reusable mug with you. Personally, I never remember my reusable cup. I'm just not organised enough. But if I'm going out for coffee, I like to sit down, yeah. sit and people watch, drink it in a proper, you know, porcelain mug, the old fashioned way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, the original reusable cup and, and sit and, and enjoy so the, the, the idea then, so Plastic Free Week, is to try and cut down. We're not saying get rid of using nope. plastic. We're just saying cut down. Just, Every little bit helps. Just have a little look and just think, do you know, is there an alternative for this? So if you're going shopping this week, just go and have a little look. You know, just it's, it's that little bit of focus. But the... Um, the supermarkets, you need to hammer them as well. When I, it always upsets me when I go in and buy um, something, and each individual thing is wrapped in plastic, and it's it's you know like an orange. You get a orange, and it's like, well, why? You know, so the, the yes. Why is the onus always on the oh, consumer? No. Why isn't the onus on the supermarkets? Yeah. Why can't you have um, a basket of tomatoes rather than everything? in where well, you have to buy eight and two of them are going to be rotten because they've been bashed around and you can't see that and the quality goes down i mean i love cooking and i always will when i'm cooking even if i go to littles i will choose what i want to cook with and i don't want to buy it in plastic chunks so everybody can make a little bit of difference absolutely and we absolutely need to have a focus there are two absolutes there, so it must be important. <laughs> really important. So, but I, I, so my story I tell is, so people will say to me, I've got this cucumber and I really don't like the plastic on it. 
And I'm like, yeah, why are cucumbers? Like, it's got a skin. So, so my story is, so a cucumber is grown in a water-scarce area in Spain and is either air freighted or shipped over to the UK. That piece of plastic on it will keep the usable life of that cucumber to three weeks. If it didn't have the plastic on, it would have a shelf life of a week. Now, the carbon in that item is in the growing of that item in Spain. The answer is to only eat locally grown cucumbers when they're in season in the UK, which is a relatively short space of time, isn't it? Probably about four months over the summer. Now, that's fine, but we want to eat cucumber in February. Yep. And I'm, I'm the same. My kids love it. We come with some cucumber. We have it. It's one of our like, staple foods in our house. So why buy the cucumber wrapped in plastic? But we're really lucky in East Devon. Our waste and uh, recycling team are fantastic. So as a district, our recycling rate is about 60.5%. We are the best district in the whole of Devon for recycling and regularly feature in the top 10 of districts in the UK for how good we are at recycling. Our curbside scheme is brilliant. We can collect so many things and we even have handy tools like um, an Alexa app so you can check when your local recycling day is and which um, bag um, or box yeah. to put each item in. So the moral of the story is, you know, the supermarkets estimate that if we if we didn't have so much packaging, 40% of the produce would be end up being disposed of because it would be damaged in transit, it would be picked over in the supermarket. Um, and uh, uh, so, so whilst absolutely... I don't like unnecessary single-use plastic. It does have a place. But uh, I don't think we can ban it entirely, but there's lots of stuff we could probably do without, let's face it. So plastic-free month. Sorry, plastic-free week. Week, yeah. (laughs) Try and go. You see, things like... uh, One of the things that we did here was we found that um, they were buying bulk toilet ducks. So you would buy 12 in a box and each one would last two days and then the bottle would be thrown away. So we bought 10 litres. In fact, we bought 25 litres of toilet cleaner and we just reused the thing and it was still going. So it's little things like that. Absolutely. Um, I know for everybody it's not practical to go and buy a drum of washing liquid or whatever, but if you buy it in bigger containers... It will last longer and it will save you money. Also, yeah, I know there's a story I'll tell you off air about Denise, um, but trying to cut down on our plastic has to be good, especially the microplastics which end up in the sea. Absolutely. And so for that, I'd say, you know, you're washing your clothes. So, uh, you know, I'm not a massive one for clothes, uh, but I went shopping the other day. My children need some new clothes. And so much stuff is made from recycled bottles, which on the face of it sounds really good, doesn't it? Except for all those fabric particles are going to be shedding microplastics through your washing machine. You know, and those microplastics are getting washed out through our sewage system into our streams, into our into us into the sea. Yeah, they're really hard to capture. So um, you know, when you're out shopping, you know, definitely give the recycled uh, uh the, the clothes made from recycled bottles mm. a swirl. And of course make sure your if um your food goes in the in the right caddy throw it away because that really does make benefit that all gets turned back into black gold absolutely and we know we know there's still stuff in our kind of our black bins that could be recycled um and you know it's quite often um you know 
quite often you, you just do it you think oh and you know you don't check uh, it's worth keeping an eye on our website as well because sometimes we update things um and just to make sure that you're recycling all that you can um because uh yeah uh it's definitely one thing that can help okay so east devon together month yes We've talked about that and plastic free week yes. here east devon district council doing a lot to help the communities and the environment are you, are you happy with the pro- progress is there things that you'd like to push a little bit quicker but it's just obviously it's just going to be money i know what you're going to go yeah. here so well i've been in post a year tomorrow so um yay, yay. <laughs> it's my anniversary of being in post and absolutely do you know what if i could wave a magic wand and i'd change things i really would um i always say a council is a big ship to turn around but actually all this work has been going on long before I joined. You know, we've had, um, you know, our street scene fleet, for example, uh, our vehicles that go out and collect the bins and things like that. They've been converting to um, electric vehicles. And we're now about 33% of them have gone from the, the diesels to these electric vehicles. We've, um, our housing. So if I could just explain to you kind of some of the challenge of it. So um, East Devon District Council has 4,300 council properties for, for our tenants. Um which isn't nearly enough. We, we need more. Uh, but, you know, housing is very expensive. So um, if we were to retrofit all of those houses to bring them up to a really good environmental standard, you know, triple glazing, yeah. solar panels, you know, all, all that really good stuff, that would cost us somewhere in the region of £190 million. Pounds. Now, as you can imagine, we don't have £190 million sat there doing nothing. And there would be huge benefits to our tenants that live there because their houses would be warmer and cheaper and, and all these things. Um, but, you know, also, how, how, do you, how do you do that? If you're going to go in and, and knock someone's house apart, you know, you're going to put panels on, you're going to, you know, you're going to have to redecorate, you're going to have to do all this work to the house. What do you do with that tenant whilst you're knocking their house about you know we don't have like a big stock of excess properties where we can move them into um so then we have to apply for funding through through the government and the government are doing some funding which is great um and it comes in waves so we've we did a 102 houses in the first wave we've just had funding for another 50 odd houses we're trialing all these technologies and then hopefully we'll soon be in a position to kind of start doing bigger numbers but it's all dependent on yeah. the funding. Yeah, it is. It's... My colleagues are very, uh, really focused and dedicated on this. And, you know, this is our second council priority. Our first one has to be um, uh, housing and accommodation for our tenants. Mm. But this is absolutely our second priority. How are you getting on? I mean, I noticed you've got um, a sharing car. You've got an electric car, which is co-cars. So this yeah. means that it's a pool of cars and you just... When you've got to go out on an official thing? We've had it for a trial for a month. It's actually going back today. Oh, <laughs> so dear. I managed to extend the trial for an extra day. So How I are you getting on with it? Brilliant. Honestly, lovely to drive. It's a really, <coughs> really nice it's a really nice vehicle to drive and um That was so um, nippy. Catherine coughing by the way. I'm gonna cough again. Do you want to just a minute? Oh I just want to the side, we pulled the certainly pulled the silences back. Yeah, so I had an electric car and I found that it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, biggest problem was the cost of the replacement batteries. Okay. Now, um, I was reading a report the amount of energy that they used to produce a Tesla battery was more than you would have used. It was something like a hundred and a thousand liters of fuel. Wow, of, of diesel. Yep. I mean, it's just colossal. I know we need to push this. 
and that's why you know more and more places are having chargers put yep. in we've got a car, two car chargers yep. seven kilowatt chargers um and we've got some chargers going in in some of our car parks across East Devon. Yeah, now, it's got to push up. This is the yeah. thing that why we pushed this up here was there was nobody else in Sidmouth with car chargers. And so Cal Council, we said, well, this is what we want to do. And the Cal Council said, yes, it's a great idea. Yeah. Um, and the, the football club put in some car chargers as well. Yeah. They saw how successful ours was. Um, and it's that push. And it's we've been looking and why... Hasn't the, the uh, county council pushed the car charges? It's funding again. It's funding. We have. We, so we've got two projects running at the moment: Gamma and Zaletti, um, and they're looking at um, a range of um, charging in our car parks. We've got some dates for the first ones. But it needs to be in. fast chargers, not yeah. AC. This is these okay. are the rapid chargers. Yeah. So these will give you an eighty percent charge in thirty minutes, um, and um, so we, we the actual the. So we're looking at doing um, an electric vehicle charging strategy because this is really important. This is going to hamper the rollout of electric vehicles. So about 40% of people in our district won't have access to off-road parking. So they don't have a driveway. This is what you look at Elon Musk's view and you've got this garage and you put it in and you plug it in at night. This is Sidmouth. Parking's hard enough, let alone, you know, you're parking in terraced houses, terraced streets. So you think some... so, So... we're working with commercial operators at the moment who have had grant funding, which is great. And so they would really want to, you know, to do our, our big touristy kind of busy car parks. The thing that we have to be really careful of and that we are very mindful of is that what do we do with our less well-served rural areas? Yeah. You know, these places also. So think of some of our really old villages, which were built in time, you know, way before cars, um, that don't have off-road parking. You know, the, the ribbon-style development yeah. where, you know, you're along... We we need to consider how are we going to make sure that this switch to electric vehicles is fair for everyone. She's going to cough again. There you go. <laughs> Poor thing. I really I, feel sorry. I've got, I think I've dusted my I'll tell you what, Sorry. I, I'm going to play a track and we'll come back just for a few minutes after this because we've been going nearly an hour. Right. Armed with a glass of water. <laughs> Catherine. Uh, right. Okay. So we're talking about car charging. Um, there is a there has been a lot of misinformation that East Devon District Council have been pushing um, the price rise to get more people to switch to electric, and they don't. There's an anti-diesel, anti-petrol campaign secretly going on behind closed doors Ooh, i mean i've not heard of that oh, oh. i thought i would have known as climate change officer if, oh, there, no. if we had a secret cabal of diesel haters under under, <laughs> under the guise of yeah it's uh oh it's council they don't want the cars on the road they only want electric cars they want to go green we, um, we do absolutely want to go green and the uh the diesel on the petrol band comes from central government who will be phasing out the uh the sales of um new diesel and petrol cars um and um, oh, 2030 or something 2030 isn't it? yes and um the current prime minister is very very keen on them as a die-hard environmentalist I'm not massively keen on electric vehicles. I'll, I'll there you go. I've said it. Um, hydrogen. hydrogen. No, not not even that. So because I think that the transition, if we all suddenly swap to an electric vehicle tomorrow, if you've got thirty thousand pounds to spare, which let's face it, most of us haven't, um, we, I don't think it's the answer. It does nothing for congestion. It does nothing for tile. Uh, particle pollution from things like tires and uh, heavy metals from from our brakes and all that sort of thing. 
I think we need to go back. And so much of the environment is actually about going back to how things used to be. So I remember when, um, as a family, we got a you car. You mean rickets and things like that? <laughs> well, no, none of that, none of that sort of stuff. I mean, I'd like to take the best of what's now and like some of the best. But you know, it's about we need decent public transport system. You know, we need we need yeah, but walkable city. So I'm going to play devil's advocate with you now. Lovely. Um, we live in a very sheltered community, in a very unique community. Um, a lot of people will work in Exeter or yep. they'll work out of Sydney. It's like. So they'll either work outside and come into it, yeah. or they'll work in it and, and they'll live in it and work out of it. So somebody says, right, that means that, okay, so we've got a public transport system. It doesn't fit everybody. No. It's not going to fit everyone's right. I need to go to work at four o'clock in the morning. Is a bus? No, they don't start till six. Mm. I need my car. Mm. You know, I work early. I, I finish late. There isn't, for instance, okay, let's just, you, oh no, I live in Pearson's Road. Right, so I've got half an hour's walk. I walk up to the um, Stoford Centre twice a day, mm-hmm. and me and the dog walk about ten between six and ten miles. Well, it's fantastic. I I love walking. Now, if something happens with the alarms, so we've got alarms all over the system. Yep. Um, one of the windows gets left ajar. Something happens. The alarms go off. Mm-hmm. I've got half an hour walk to the centre to turn that off at two o'clock in the morning there isn't public transport and you can't justify public transport running every five minutes absolutely not so there is always going to be a need for people to have their own transport Uh, and absolutely and i think we need a diversity of transport options so i'm all for bikes for electric scooters for electric bikes i'm for uh i'm for community transport i'm for uh, co-cars car sharing them in the co-car um so we've just had it at east End district council for a month's trial and it's actually going back today but uh later on in the year we're going to have three and we're actually going to base them at public car parks so we're going to have one in exmouth we're going to have one in axminster and we're going to have one in honton and the idea is is that during the day so monday to friday eight till six it will be for our staff to use so we do a lot of miles as um uh, in in our jobs yep. uh, so because people have to drive here there and everywhere now um then in the evenings and weekends these co-cars will be available for members of the public to, yep. to hire um so mark hodgson who runs co-cars reckons that um in exeter obviously exeter is very different from from rural east devon but um that people use a co-car as their second car and for each um co-car it's the equivalent of um eight households having a second car so it can take eight cars off the road yeah i'm all for that um but i also think that there there needs to be a global policy is we seem to be behind the times electric scooters and electric bikes you buy electric bike you can only use the electric to assist you can't use it Mm. to have power you solely so you you twist the throttle and go electric bikes are against the law although there are a lot of them around um and i think if people to get people off of car transport we need to take a, a better a grown-up view yes of people using scooters and electric bikes properly yeah and i think we've got the so we've got we've got a bit of a problem haven't we is that our some of our rules around these things are quite old you know they need a refresh the other challenge we've got is is we need i believe segregated cycle transport so we've got quite a lot of shared paths where we put bikes and pedestrians in the same place now i don't know about sidford but i live in exmouth 
it doesn't work. There's a lot of hoo-ha about, uh, you know, shared paths um, and a lot of concerns. And I think if you were then to add something like electric scooters into the mix, I think you're, you're asking for trouble. I would like to see... You know, like they do in, in the countries where there's a lot of active travel. Um, yeah, they have segregated cycle lanes. So they, we need to keep bikes and scooters away from pedestrians and cars. And I think until but a lot we, of these roads are very small. You they know, are. they are. You know, if I want to go, let's say I want to go to um, what was it? I want to take the road to Otterton or, Otter, or the mill down at Otterton, yeah. Otterbury Mill. It's the roads are only, you know. You can only get a car down there. Absolutely. So it's in a lot of cases, it's impractical. I like the idea of um, regulating or taking some of the regulations off normal cyclists. Yes, you can use it as a normal. So for me to come up here on on a bike Mm. would take five minutes rather than me walking for half an hour. Absolutely. Um, and I've got an e-bike and I used to work for Devon County Council and lived in Exmouth and I used to cycle along the X trail. Now, um, uh, I'm not the most sporty person. Um, and if I'd have done it on my normal bike, I'd have got there and needed a lie down and sleep and a shower and a (laughs) meal, but actually on my e-bike I could do it. So I worked it out that it took me 50 minutes to cycle with my e-bike with the power assist. Um, if I drove at rush hour, it took me 45 and I'd be sat nose to tail in traffic the whole way along, you know, Topsham Road and all the way down there. It was miserable. Um, and um, if I went on the bus, it took an hour and a half because the 57 bus stopped at every single stop between here, there and everywhere. And the train wasn't suitable because I had a 40 minute walk to the train and then a big walk the other side. So, um, you know, actually in that circumstance, in the morning, getting to work was um, as quick on my e-bike. Plus, I got a little bit of exercise. And because it was an e-bike, I didn't get there all hot, sweaty and out of yeah. breath, you know, and I was ready for a, for a day's work. So I think there are you and I cannot change the world sitting no. in the studio. But I think what we've done is plant some seeds in people's ideas and say, hey, you know what? That might be an idea, especially with the plastic free week coming up, uh, the East Devon Together month. I think what we've done is sort of plant a few seeds out Absolutely. there. Um, come back in a month's time and we'll have a chat and we'll love to love to yeah and we'll um yeah see what else we've got coming up yeah kathleen causley kathleen causley climate change officer thank you very much is there anything before we close anything else you want to put in um just to say that you know um you know get involved we know that uh uh with all the big issues Governments are usually one step behind, whether that's the abolition of slavery, whether that's women's rights, you know, voting rights, all these things. So we need these actions to be absolutely pushed from the bottom. This isn't all about putting responsibility onto the individual. As you said, you can't do anything personally to stop the amount of plastic in supermarkets but what we're saying is you know let's get involved in our communities you know let's support our community initiatives whether that's your repair cafe your local beach clean whatever your interest is um you know i would recommend and urge everyone to get involved catherine thank you very much thank you